Hi, everybody. It's Sarah. And Narelle. Your hopeless but not truthless Bravo recappers. Please help us out and do all of the podcasty things to help support us by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. And just drop us a rating or a review or whatever you feel like. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Hopeless Not Truthless Pod. And we'll talk to you there. Narelle, you gotta tell everyone how your lash experiment went. Oh, oh my god. I said I was gonna do it, and I did follow through on it. I have to tell you, the video where it says it's a very easy procedure... That was a lie. <laughs> it took me two fucking hours to do one eye. I did only take one hour to do the second eye Fair. the next morning. Two hours. Yeah. Yeah, it Damn. was it was a lot. And I didn't read the instructions properly the first time. Like there's a lot, so Holy I kinda shit. just wung it a little bit sure. and then realized I was like missing parts of the instruction. But even having screwed the whole thing up, they look fantastic. And now I'm screwed because I'm addicted. So I'm going to have to do this for the rest of my life. I will totally attest to that because they look phenomenal. Do you want to drop the company name so other people can go check it out? I mean, not really because I don't want anyone to think we're like sponsored by them. There are a million. Like you can get them on Amazon. I think they're all the same. Okay. Yeah. So it was, I think it was like Lux something or Lash, Lash Lux or Lash something. Lux. We're not sponsored by them. I'm not trying to to promote them, but it was actually a legit product. I'm really pleased with it. Um, I think someone like you, like Sarah has the most beautiful lashes huh. I've ever seen. If you did this, like girl. <laughs> I'm very tempted. I'm very, very tempted to give it a shot, but I don't know. Like, I am allergic to everything. So with my luck, I would just poof up even Ew. more into a big ball of sadness. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, probably not near your eyeballs, even though it is good for the eyeballs, as we discussed. <laughs> and as clearly scientifically proven. Yeah, science. Science, bitch. <laughs> One other little thing I wanted to mention to you. I noticed that the ultimate girls trip so it premiered back in march i think on peacock but Mm -hmm. it is being released on bravo on july 11th so that is another show that maybe we could recap i didn't follow along with this one oh okay this isn't the one with brandy this is the thailand one where they go to thailand oh and i think leah sweeney's on there i think so yeah we could watch a few episodes. I would love see. to do. I've never seen an Ultimate Girls Trip. None of them? None of them. None of them. I was just about Excuse to start. Me? I know. I was just about to start them. And then we started this podcast and I didn't have time. Like some of them are actually pretty good. Some of them suck. And maybe this one's going to suck. And that's going to be a really bad introduction. <laughs> I want to see the one at Blue Manor. Yes, that is the one. That is the one. Okay. I must wish we could do that one instead. I mean, we could, but we'll talk about it anyway. Yeah, okay. But there's a lot of things coming out in July, so. Okay. Okay, that makes me feel better. Yeah, we're in a bit of a lull right now with just OC and Atlanta, but I think there's only this podcast, then the next podcast, and then we're into like five or six different shows. We're going to be screwed. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm scared. I'm scared. (laughs) It'll be good, though. Narelle, I heard Tamara was shading Teresa again about her wedding. Do you know the details? I didn't get the details. Okay, so I did see something about this. Basically, she like she pointed out that she, when Tamara got married, she had a three-episode special for her wedding. Right. And she pointed out that Teresa did not. <laughs> Thank God. Why? I know. But why is... Okay, to me, this just really seems like Tam is trying to goad Teresa into some kind of online war. Like she's trying to become relevant with Teresa. Why is she doing this? And it's incredibly funny because Teresa's just not even responding. She's just like, whatever. And I I like that about Teresa. Yeah. 
Not that I've seen. Well, Teresa has thrown a lot of shade Tamara's way on her podcast. Okay. But I haven't heard about this, so. See, I don't listen to her podcast. Yeah, maybe she's just like, whatever. But my thought when I heard this is, is this the setup for Tamara and Teresa to be on an ultimate girls trip together? You're probably exactly right. Like, I want to see it. I want to see it. Wow, that would make a lot of sense, actually, because it does seem very strategic and forced. Totally. It really, on both of their parts, actually, like they're going after each other and the Twitterverse, woo, baby, Twitter is not happy with Tamara. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that makes sense. That definitely seems like a a layup for a future Ultimate Girls trip, Mm -hmm. which I would definitely like to see. And then another thing I saw that Tamara said, which I thought was interesting, I don't know if she's referring to what's coming up, but she said that this is by far the best season of OC that there has ever been. Now, I have not watched all the other seasons, so I can't really comment. I wanted to ask you if you think that's true. Uh, From what I have seen thus far, I have to uh, cordially disagree with Tamara. No. Cordially. Is that a word? It is. (laughs) Did I use it right? I don't know. (laughs) Wrong person to ask. Oh my god. No, no, definitely not. I was actually shocked when I heard her say that. uh, Because her and Vicky, that drama together, her, Vicky and Shannon, that would, there was, I mean, it was intense. Gretchen, like we're going way back, but I did hear her say that she watched, uh, I think, the next four episodes. And she's like, it's crazy. It's the best. Okay. So. Okay. So maybe it's upcoming. I mean, is that a very good marketing move? Absolutely. But do I believe it? Unless it flops, then it's just annoying. Oh. I can't stand the way that that is the marketing ploy for all the shows these days. Like, it's the most dramatic. Like, I know you don't watch The Bachelorette. I watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And that is all they ever say. This is the most dramatic season you have ever seen. And then it's just boring as hell. Right. Like, I just want, unless it's Vanderpump level mind blowing. Don't say it, guys. Don't say it. I know. Actually, speaking of Vanderpump, that was another little news tidbit we have here. So I saw this, an article, I think it was page six, maybe. Apparently, there's going to be a Vanderpump spinoff coming. Eight episodes, apparently. I mean, this is allegedly, I'm not going to believe it until we have like confirmation. They're talking as if it's actually going to happen. But the spinoff is likely going to include Jackson Brittany. And for some reason, Kristen Doughty. Doughty? Doughty. Kristen Doughty. 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 Kristen. Kristen. It's going to have Kristen in it. And it's along the lines of like everybody's giving up bottle service and picking up baby bottles. Like they're exchanging bottle service for baby bottles type thing and becoming like family oriented, I guess. Hey, Kristen doesn't have children. Yeah, that was a stumper. That was the stemper, yeah. Okay. And I'm also thought it was a little bit weird because I know that Lisa has a new show coming up as well. Lisa does? Yeah. Her Vegas? Is this Vegas? Vegas. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Okay. Yeah. And I don't, I think I read somewhere it might be a little bit more along the lines of like, like imagine as if Lisa Vanderpump meets Below Deck. Like it's going to be like focus on the rep restaurant maybe is what i read so that could be interesting maybe a bit different or maybe she's just trying to get a new version of uh i will say though you know who's gonna be in it for sure little mr oliver no no that's the whole reason he was introduced i guarantee it this is what she does she introduced she introduced Uh. vanderpump rules on Beverly Hills. There was an episode crossover, mm-hmm. if you remember. So I guarantee that's going to happen again. She's smart. She is a smart cookie. She's very smart, but it's getting old. So is Lisa. 
<laughs> she needs like a retirement. She wants to go out with a bang, I guess. Oh. Scandaval was your bang, Lisa. Yeah. Like, Quit with take your a head, bow. Babe. Yeah. Oh no, my neighbor is mowing their lawn. It's very it loud. loud? <laughs> Motherfucker! Oh, good. Last week, Norelle, you had Hammerman. Yeah, your, yeah. your neighbor. Yeah, hammering his garage door. This week, we have Midday Lawnmower Man. How dare they do yard work in their own yard in the middle of mm. the day? The audacity. I'm actually very annoyed by this. I'm actually very, very annoyed by this. And I hope you're listening, neighbor. At least you're not me. I was like perched across the street taking videos of Mr. <laughs> Hammerman. I was so annoyed last week. It'll be fine. I'm sure our listeners will forgive us for the next few minutes while the lawn mowing is happening. Yeah, I apologize for the sweet hum in the background. It'll be fine. Maybe I can take it out in post. I don't know yet. I don't know my own capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> They're not good. They're very good. The other VPR news is that uh, there's still no sign of Rachel. She has not yes. started filming yet. I and actually, this. I read that the only one who's really confirmed and signed a contract is, of course, Tom Sandoval. No surprise there. I'm actually quite surprised by that. Are you kidding me? This man loves his face out there like he wants doesn't matter good attention bad attention he's one of those people just wants attention yeah. i'm not surprised yeah schwartz has kind of intimated that he's gonna be there as well because okay. he said he's like looking forward to it but as far as i have been able to figure out nobody else has signed whoa yet, which doesn't make sense because they're filming so i don't know but yeah rachel don't know don't know what's going on there. They're bargaining. They want more money. Maybe. I think Rachel could be done. Like, I think for her own mental health, if any of that is true, like her parents are probably like, absolutely not, ma'am. Oh, her parents have said they don't want her to come back. Yeah. And I get the sense that she really listens to them, like takes yes. that into account a lot. Uh, I don't think she should come back for her own mental health. No. For my mental health, though, I would like her to return. Me too. But who, I mean, who would she hang out with? She does not hang out with any of them, not even Tom. Well, I did see a little video of, I don't know where it was posted, but it is of a Tom Sandoval and the Most Extra show. And somebody bopping around in VIP... Little Miss Joe back on the scene. That woman. Even just seeing this clip of her, like I've never seen what she looks like. I've never, you know, seen her talk. I know who Joe is as a person yeah. watching this video. <laughs> totally. And I guarantee she would film with Raquel. And I would not be surprised if we're going to see Joe in the next season. There Are they setting the scene for Joe to replace Raquel? Maybe. Maybe they're going to do a little switcheroo and Raquel's going to go with Schwartz and Sandoval's going to go with Joe. Don't know. Seem better suited. Maybe. And then the last little news item we have, which is a little bit old news by now, but I wanted to touch on it. Kim and Croy and the kidnapping that gripped the world, but not really because the kid just went to the rodeo with his mom's friend. What the fuck is happening? I just think this is so annoying when people do this, especially when celebrities do it. So I looked it up and so Croy called the police on June 16th to report the child is being kidnapped, even though we now know the child was going to the rodeo with Kim's friend. Kim, between Kim and Croy, they called 911 five times. <gasps> five? Yes. Dude. I think they should be charged for that, personally. They absolutely should be. Apparently, Kim was, like, panicking because she didn't want her friend to be, uh, like, arrested because, you know, they show up and think the kid's been kidnapped or whatever. So she was, like, calling 911. But I don't know. I think that's ridiculous. Wow. What an entitled bunch of humans. Incredibly. Incredibly entitled. And it, it isn't lost on me that, oh, Kim will be showing up on next week's Atlanta. 
Yes, it, the timing has worked out very nicely for her. I hate it. I hate that there's too much of this going on in the Bravo verse. Like, yeah. okay, I get it, but it's it's this pretending not to be marketing, marketing. You know, it's yeah. it's a bit OTT. I still love all the shows, but I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> I imagine it's got to be like exhausting to yeah. always be looking ahead and like planning ahead and. I guess that's why they hire people to do that for mm-hmm. them. But That's true. That's true. That yeah. would be, woof. I mean, I, I am not going to lie, though. I got to say, I'm looking forward to seeing Kim on Atlanta because I don't want any more Marlo. I would like some old school. Oh, would you want Kim back? Have you ever? Oh, you haven't seen Kim. <gasps> no, I have seen Kim. I oh, watched yeah. Kim on okay. Atlanta. I watched old Atlanta. Okay. And then I stopped and then I haven't watched like probably the past seven seasons okay okay so you know kim i know kim and yeah probably that kind of kim drama was more interesting like watching her try to sing and watching her like her and candy like the fights between her and candy Mm -hmm. i like that kind of drama so i think maybe that might be a little bit of what atlanta is missing right now what about you I don't know. I think it really depends how this goes with her and Croy. Speaking of which, though, my unpopular Bravo opinion, my UBO this week, is very related to this. Oh, oh, okay. I'm excited. Tell me. Okay. So there is talk that Croy wants full custody of the kids. All of them? Like, including her kids? I don't know. I think one of them is an adult. Okay. But he adopted, he adopted her kids. Yeah, yes. That would have to be all of them then. I'm assuming, I kind of assumed, based on that assumption, I kind of want him to get full custody because I think Kim is a monster. She definitely, I mean, there's a lot of proof there that she's got some big addictions going on and that she's negating her mother uh, responsibilities. And I was going to I was going to put a little caveat into what I said before. I want old Kim yes. to come on to Atlanta. I don't know about Kim now. I'm not I so know. much about her now. I know. Like I am curious to see how she is now, but when she showed up a few seasons back for some party, I was just like, oh, "Okay, this this Kim is still the Kim we all kind of know and love to hate." But yeah. now I uh, like Croy is literally the best part of this woman. Yes, I know. I was always like, how did she do that? How, how did she do that? I don't know if I've ever heard of a case of a man getting like, I was gonna say ownership, but you know what I mean? That word <laughs> custody. for custody of like the mom's biological children. So that will be quite interesting for that alone i would like to have her on the show just to follow that story even temporary until kim can take some ownership she just yeah and get some help get some help yeah for sure for sure so that's my upo this week it's it's ubo oh my god why do i keep doing that (laughs) should we change it to upo unpopular (laughs) opinion UPBO. Oh, jeez. Well, should we start with Atlanta this week, seeing as we're already kind of on the topic? Yeah, let's do Atlanta. I kind of really enjoyed this episode this week, and I parts of it anyway. I I am kind of excited to hear your thoughts on a few things, Norelli. <laughs> Hitting me with the Norelli. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked this episode a little bit more as well. It wasn't quite as nasty. And I do have some thoughts, so let's crack into it. We're going to start off at Drew's house this week, and she's she's got a friend over, and I guess I I cringed because I could see this happening to me if I, like, released a song, and I was like, oh, Sarah, come over. And then I asked... (laughs) Alexa to put the song on 
shit alexa didn't even know who she was or what she was talking about and it was awkward and i was i died a little bit inside for her but she got it on and it was good for her then (laughs) for her for her yes yes it was nice it was a nice for her (laughs) but then ralph arrived and they start discussing how drew's sister is gonna come to visit soon ralph is pretty much ignoring and shutting the whole thing down and it was so awkward like we're getting a preview here a little inside look i think and then they show like a flashback where drew's sister is obviously having a very serious mental breakdown and she's talking to drew on the phone and she's crying and it's very emotional and then there's drew talking to her as her sister tells her that it feels as if drew is just moving on with her life and forgetting about her sister and Drew's literally, like, making pancakes. Like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I hear ya, uh-huh. It was so awful. Awful. I see what the sister means. All right. So then Ralph brings up that he previously banned Allison from their house because she did, like, some really mean things to him. And I guess she said some things that he didn't agree with. So he's just trying to process that she's coming back into their lives. And I guess, like, the accusations she threw at him was about how controlling and manipulative he is towards Drew. So Ralph says that he believes the right thing in this instance might be for him to leave when she gets there. Or maybe the marriage. Was he talking about leaving the marriage? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, this whole scene was so awkward top to bottom. It, like, I don't know about you, but I would be the most uncomfortable I have ever been in my entire life if I was that friend standing in her kitchen being forced to watch her like kind of do her dance (laughs) to her own song and I was like I had so after she couldn't get the song on I had so much secondhand embarrassment like I I do not deal well with that like I almost closed my eyes like I was covering my face I'm like stop it Drew and then she wouldn't fully commit so she's like I think it's I think it's like this. (laughs) She would like kind of move her body. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Commit or don't do it at all. Oh, my God. Yeah. All I thought was that friend is so lucky right now to have those sunnies on in the house because, honey, I I would not be able to hide those eyes. I would not be able to hide what's (laughs) happening under there. Okay. So more serious conversation. Allison, that whole scene, everything about Allison... Drew, stop it. You're blasting your sister's mental health issues on TV. Okay. Uh, problem numero uno. And then you're bringing her to your house with the man who's banned her? I don't yeah. even know what to say. Like, this poor woman. I feel like maybe that's a, something that you could probably do off camera the first time at least. For real. You know? For real. And the fact Allison called Ralph controlling and manipulative, all I could think of was, damn, Allison's fucking on point right. here. This yeah, dude, exactly. he sucks. I don't like him. No, he really does. Bad vibes. Red flags. Yeah, and I just feel like this is an attempt to isolate Drew from her family and friends. And we've talked about narcissists before. Sound of all. That's how they do it. That's how they do it. Yeah, agreed. So next we head over to Marlo's place with Sonia and Marlo, and they're talking about how Marlo is a different person, allegedly, around everybody else other than Sonia. Sonia seems to feel that she sees the real Marlo, and Marlo is putting on an act for everyone else. So she wants to help Marlo relate better to everybody else. Good luck, my friend. Sonia sweetheart have you ever watched the show like she is so team marlo she can't see straight i mean when marlo said like trying to justify herself to sanya saying when candy said fuck the flowers that was basically fuck your dead nephew and fuck his mom and i thought woohoo that is ridiculous number one and so low to the depths of hell. Marlo says she's working so hard on being a better Marlo and being a better listener to the women when they're talking, but she is nothing in their eyes. 
And Marlo really wants Candy just to say sorry to her sister. This came up again. And as we talked about maybe last week or the week before, Narelle, like, I really genuinely believe the pressure of this whole situation, this apology that Marlo wants from Candy is coming from her family. Like, I think maybe Marlo would move past it, but her family is pissed. And therefore, Marlo is pissed. But to me, it's so clear Marlo has a lot of anger and resentment toward these women. It feels like basically Marlo has a lot of shame about her past. And she is holding onto all of the digs made toward her over the years, which would be fine. But she gives them just as much heat as they are giving back to her. There have been times their friendships appear to be genuine. And then Marlo instigates fights. Like a prime example here is Candy. Candy and Marlo's relationship. They seemed cool. They seemed good. And then what does Marlo do? Resurrect this fucking petty ass beef from two years ago. Like maybe a man will make her happier. I don't know. Like if he has a good credit score, that is. But she's so plain into her reputation. I'm so confused by her. Yeah, like on the one hand, she says what she wants. And then on the other hand, she does what she doesn't want. It is so hypocritical. And it just like you nailed it. You nailed Marlo. And then next, Sheree and Candy meet up for their chat. Candy says she's done with Marlo and fucking fair enough. I would be too. And then the conversation turns to how Candy has been making fun of she by Shan. <laughs> okay, am I wrong? Or is Sheree just being delusional in this conversation and in life, but specifically in this conversation? I think she's embarrassed by how the launch of her brand went and she's taking it out on Candy. I don't even really think Candy was the one to break the news about how she by Sheree was flopping all over the place like a dead fish. Like, I know Candy did comment on it and respond to it. But if there was no flopping in the first place, there would be nothing for Candy to comment on. So Sheree really just needs to get her shit together and then nobody has anything to comment on. Or laugh it off and stop blaming everybody else for laughing. Because, come on, like, that shit is funny. Candy (laughs) is kind of right that Sheree should have more of a sense of humor. Like, laugh at it, Sheree, and then prove them wrong. Oh my gosh, I know. And Sheree was doing her thing, like oh, no, no, that's because of this. And that happened because of that. And and then there was dropping and then there was loading and then there was pictures and then there was product and then there was no product. And I'm like, okay, Sheree, Sheree, honey, uh, just own it. You're, you, you drop the ball or someone you hired and probably didn't pay drop the ball, but that's fine. Uh, but yeah, laugh it off at this point. But, I mean, Narelle, this is like a 20-year investment for Sheree, so she's very defensive. The thing I liked about this scene, and this is one of the scenes I really did enjoy, like, you can tell there is a very genuine friendship here. And I think Sheree calls Candy out perfectly and respectfully, like she did. And that's what I like about Sheree. She doesn't really fight dirty, you know? She's like, Candy, come on. You blasted me on your socials. Like, just say sorry for that. Like, Candy should own that part, which, you know, she kind of does apologize. Kind of. She's being very petty. Do I think Sheba Sheree is shady? Uh, Yeah. Does a duck quack? Like, clearly it's cheap and shady. But regardless, I do kind of feel like Candy probably should have just zipped it. But I'm also really glad she didn't because here we are talking about it. I I just really love Sheree so much this season. And I just, I love that she is so forgiving. She can move on. We're not stuck in the same stupid storyline for ages, Marlo. I just, I love Sheree. I am so pro Sheree. I never thought I would be. And that I look like when it comes to Candy and Sheree, I never was a huge fan of either. This season, I'm like, you go girls. But Candy is definitely more defensive. Like, the way that they interact with each other, there's a true friendship there. And we don't really get that too often anymore in the Housewife franchise. It's usually more of a co-worker mm-hmm. relationship. So when we get the true friendship, it is almost refreshing. I picked up on that as well, and I love that aspect. And you're right. Like, Sheree 
delusional yes yeah (laughs) Yeah. but even so even so the fact that she spoke to candy about it and was honest about it and you know it it. love it too i absolutely agree with you this was probably the best one of the best scenes anyways because it's true drama even if it's delusional drama it's true drama that's right and then they just moved on they're like okay well forgive her for now until she fucking shades me next week like exactly carry on that is what friendships are you know and i believe that they actually are going to move on from it and they're not gonna like (laughs) bring it up in the next episode like (laughs) harbor intense feelings and whip out their voodoo doll marlo (laughs) exactly crazy bitch so we head over to drew's music video where she's going to be doing a scene at the roller rink there's okay there is something about housewives who sing and do music videos on the show when they bring in other housewives it just delegitimizes the entire thing for me and it makes it more of like a a joke or a parody or something like i don't take you seriously so some of the ladies arrive but candy is a no show and i do wonder if that was on purpose because candy doesn't want to put her face in the Mm -hmm. video i don't know We see Allison and Ralph talk to each other during this scene, though, and it's very emotional. There's a very tearful hug. Everybody's crying. The mom is crying. Uh, The sister Allison is crying. But you know who is not crying? (laughs) Drew. (laughs) Oh, my God. I noticed that, too, because she's so obsessed with herself and her rollerblades. She's like, yeah, look at me. Oh, oh, everyone's crying. Oh, the big feud. What's going on? Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) The big feud that's been going on in my family and deteriorating my marriage is is over? Oh, but look at me. Like, Drew is so... There's something about Drew. She's got Portia vibes, and I think that's kind of what they were trying to achieve. But she's kind of one-dimensional yeah so far and i'm i'm i am excited to see where this stuff goes with ralph and maybe we'll see a different side to her i think she's she's simple so far we've got the one facet to her personality and nothing else so that tends to get a little bit boring pretty quick totally totally for me too it's like oh well okay there's drew she's happy she loves herself and i mean that's great but really come on Ralph actually seemed kind of genuine here. It was weird, right? Yeah. I absolutely agree. It it felt like a real genuine moment. I was surprised by that. The only time I feel like I've seen this man genuine is with Drew's sister, not Drew. But I I loved Allison. That to me is real drama. That is so vulnerable. I I I think we should have more Allison. Yeah. I would exchange Drew and Allison for at least an episode. Give her a shot. Give her a go. Yes. Yes. Maybe she actually fits with Ralph better. Yeah, maybe she does. Uh, One other thing that I wanted to comment on was we didn't get any Kenya, really, this episode. But when she showed up, she showed up. She's like, this is like a cheap Beyonce video, baby. And I (laughs) howled because I'm like, that is what Drew thinks of herself as. Beyonce. Oh my god. Right? What a cheap version. A cheap version. <laughs> like, well, she doesn't think that, but we all think it. Oh, Kenya. Yeah, we didn't get too much of her this episode. That was weird. I didn't even notice, though, so that's even weirder. That is. So I guess lastly, we are going on Marlo's date. So did you notice the team required to get her ready to go on a date? I gotta say, if I had this kind of team behind me, I probably would go on a lot more dates. I would go everywhere. I'd be like, I am fine. Then there's a driver that takes her to the date. She's got like a glass of wine. I was like, that is life. That is how you live life. Like, please. So she says she's going to call Drew on FaceTime and she wants to see how fake Drew is going to be. And then Drew is so real and says everything to her face and (laughs) marlo is the fake one marlo is the one who's putting on a mask and being someone like it's just i'm like the hypocrisy then she hangs up on drew mid-sentence and correct me if i'm wrong here sarah but uh, did i hear a a hork (laughs) oh my 
God, I did not hear the hork, but I am going back. Because I swear to God, I swear to God there was one. And I think it, I think producers put it there on purpose for the people like me who were so disturbed by the horking in that other episode. This is like two months post-COVID infection. I mean, Marlo, I feel you, girl. It is rough out here. I get it. I mean, but hork in the privacy of your own home, okay? <laughs> okay, her date, though? Damn. With those roses? And I didn't realize it first, or maybe I, I don't know, I didn't pick up on it at first, but that's his restaurant. And then as the courses were coming out and the way he was describing it, I started to realize, like, is this actually just a commercial for his restaurant? Was that the whole reason he came on? Because that was the vibe I was picking up. Oh my god. I know at first I was kind of like, this is... This is kind of Peter, Peter Thomas, uh, Cynthia Bailey vibes a little bit. He's mm. pulling out all the things. Well, actually, at first, I'm like, is that Todd? Is Marlo on a date with Todd? What's going on? I don't know. Like the whole Schwartz and Sandy strip mall vibes. I was like, this isn't going to go well. It did seem pretty um, staged, if you will. Because would Marlo really date this man? The fact that he was wearing just a t-shirt as well. Yeah, that's so true. Like, there was something about Scottly that I thought would be actually very good for Marlo. Yeah. I mean, she seemed pretty natural flirting with him, considering she hasn't been on a date for four years, as she claims. I don't know, though. There, there. (laughs) The thing that really stood out to me is that Marlo bonded with him over his jail time served. That's sad. It is sad, but I could see that being, uh, what's, what's the word? What's the term here? Like a, uh, comforting. Mm-hmm. Non-judgmental. You no longer, like I imagine anything that I have, like, let's say, you know, I do have a disability called CRPS. If I were to meet a man who had that same thing, I would instantly be like, okay, this person gets that. That this person is going to understand everything and I no longer have to be scared to tell them about it. Totally. So I absolutely saw her let her guard down there. And it was like, I feel like that was a really good match for her in that respect. I I totally agree. And I liked him kind of, honestly. I, I, I thought, oh, damn, I would fall for Scott Lee. I really do think he just wanted to put his restaurant on the show, though. He was so, he was just too smooth, you know, and ordering all the food and treating you like a queen and rolling out the red carpet. And I mean, whatever, whatever it was, it was okay. And then it got kind of like sexual, like suck the head off, whatever. I don't like any of that, but. I don't want to bring seafood into the bedroom. like. Yeah. Exactly. Like, please put the shrimp down, Marlo. Yeah. Or just shove it in your mouth. Whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> Maybe Scott Lee will stick around, but I feel like we will never see Scott Lee again. Oh, one and done for sure. I think Scott Lee's gone. Scott Lee may have spent the night or maybe she spent the night. Who knows? We got to go back to this FaceTime, this FaceTime call. The both of them, actually, because I, <laughs> I loved that she jokingly called Sanya a traitor when Sanya's like, oh, I saw the other girls today. And she's like, okay, traitor. And that smile on her face, she tells me, like, you're not kidding. Marlo is not joking. As a very dear friend of mine always tells me, all jokes are half meant. Traitor. <laughs> Fuck you. You totally nailed it, Neral, when she's like, I'm so upset I wasn't invited. Let me call that fake bitch. Hi, beautiful. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like Drew was taking this call from Marlo as an olive branch. Like, she was shocked. She seemed genuinely surprised when she answered. But it actually wasn't an olive branch at all. It was just another way for Marlo to cause more drama and add on and carry out this stupid beef between the two of them. Like, I could tell Drew was trying to get Marlo to acknowledge her shitty behavior, and which Marlo does half-assed. 
fakely. She does it fakely. Fakely. Very fakely. And like Drew tries to push it. Like, so it goes a little bit deeper, you know? And yeah. I don't blame her at all. I would do the same thing because she clearly wants to reconcile with Marlo. And this is the only way you can. And yeah. the minute Drew kind of let her know, like, you know, that apology isn't quite good enough for me. Marlo hangs up. Marlo <laughs> runs away. There is never any fucking resolution with Marlo. There's just a lot of beef. And then she does what Marlo always does. Attacks Drew's looks and her marriage. So shitty. It is really shitty. And in the same way that I think Drew has one facet to her, I I feel like Marlo has other facets to her, but she relies on this one yes. facet. And that is all she is showing us on this show is this one side of her. And it's not enough. It's actually annoying. It is. Yeah, she's very hypocritical. It's not coming across very well. No, I'm with you. Yeah, that takes us to the end of Atlanta. And now we can delve into OC, baby. All right, OC. Let's OC it up. OC, baby. We open up the episode with Emily and her daughter, Annabelle, and she's at a photo shoot because Annabelle wants to be a model. And I thought she did really well. She is a little star. She's kind of a total meld, meld. I don't know if that's the word either. Um, yeah. Of both Emily and Shane. It's kind of crazy. The one thing I kind of took away from this, though, was I really felt so bad for Emily when she said she didn't have a parent to give her breakfast in the morning that literally broke my heart I know that was so sad like heartbreaking to even imagine Emily sounds as if she really had to raise herself yes yes and it is coming up a lot more this season so I wonder if something's going to happen Mm, you could be right Okay, so we zoom in to Shannon and it is very obvious she is not ready to fully forgive Tamara yet, which I get. But Shannon, you fucked up too. You haven't apologized at all. This is what kills me about Shannon and Tamara, but we'll get there. And see, this is what I meant last episode, that Tamara wasn't ready to apologize. But now because she did make a very all-encompassing apology Shannon feels like she's off the hook and she doesn't have to apologize she doesn't have to do anything anymore (laughs) um she's gonna totally feel as if she doesn't owe Tamara a single damn thing oh my god Shannon kills me in this way because you're right she took her Tamara apologizing first as Tamara admitting she was wrong yep Shannon's like got you now bitch and Tamara's like fucking bitch behind closed doors <laughs> so gina norelle as a newbie what do you think about gina well in this episode i mean this is not actually a good answer because it has nothing to do with what i'm sure you're talking about but her tan lines were really bothering me <laughs> in her confessional because half of the scene with her confessional she had this weird brown rectangle tan line on her chest and then the other half it was gone all of their makeup in the confessionals i don't know if it was my tv screen but it is god awful anyways back to what your actual question was i don't think she brings anything to this franchise or this season i don't know about previous seasons but Mm -hmm. especially in a episode like today where we don't get very much of emily and she doesn't have that other person beside her with a big personality Mm -hmm. she is the kind of housewife that gloms on to another housewife and uses that housewife as a storyline i find her irritating in that respect that is very interesting considering you know this is your first season seeing gina i'm with you norelle i gina does exactly what you just said like she is kind of jumping on and writing the coattails of Jen right now. And I get that this is a trigger for you. Cheating is a trigger. Infidelity is a trigger. 
Jen kind of justifying this infidelity infidelity is a trigger. But man, I get that it's very raw for her. I I just don't really think Gina can make this a big storyline or assumption. She doesn't even know Jen. So is this because like was Gina cheated on? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not really sure why it does seem like she's making Jen's affair. Like, Gina's making Jen's affair all about Gina. Yeah. And I feel now pretty confident in my guess that that is going to be Gina's entire storyline, Jen's affair. Like, Jen's affair is going to be Jen's storyline. <laughs> it can't also be your storyline, Gina. Like, Bingo. Yes. I'm feeling validated that. I am sensing that that is who Gina is as a housewife, and you're kind of validating for me that she does not probably bring as much as some of the other housewives do in terms of, like, authentic drama. Totally. Well, her first season, her and Emily came on at the same time. Everyone loved Gina, but and they didn't like Emily. I think the tides have turned here, and Emily is kind of becoming the fan favorite because people do not like Gina. And I think it started last year when Gina completely rode the coattails of Heather. And so like you said, she's like a little tag along and it's gross. Yeah. Like even when she does share something personal, it's still not good TV, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. She's weird. So then we move over to Jen, Tamara, and Heather talking about Jen and Ryan's relationship. And she says they have been together for almost two years and it started while she and her ex, Will, were still trying to work things out. Oh, Tamara's face in the background while Jen was saying this to Heather. Like, she looked almost simultaneously gleeful and guilty. Like, she knows this is a good storyline. So Jen basically said, like, her and Ryan are so connected. But it comes out, Heather asked her, has Ryan ever cheated on you? And yes, he has. Apparently, he's a notorious cheater. But while Jen and him were on a break, (laughs) oh my god, I can't. While Jen and Ryan were on a break, he slept with someone else, someone that Tamara knows. So... I, my first thought was, I cannot believe Jen came on this show. Does she not know that all of this would come out? Like, I can't believe Ryan came on the show. Or does it go with the territory? Cheaters want to be on TV? I'm sure that she knew it was going to be dissected and examined and like held up under a microscope by everyone. She brought it up herself, like almost immediately in this season, Mm -hmm. if I'm remembering that correctly. It's definitely one way to secure herself apart on this show, though, because it's becoming a very big storyline. Even one of the main housewives is making it her own storyline. Like when Heather asked Jen if he was still faithful to her, like point blank to her face, the awkward pause that came afterwards. Oh, girl, I think he's already cheating on you. Oh, my God. He's a playboy. He is a serial cheater. You left your marriage, which is fine. It sounds like it wasn't working. So Mm -hmm. maybe that was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But you jumped into a relationship with a serial cheater. Yeah. She even kind of comments about that later on in the episode, doesn't she? When Jen is like, she's talking to him about how worried she is about their relationship and the cracks, like because of his past. It's a legitimate concern for her, and I think that's probably going to be what ends them. Oof. Like, he is a playboy. He definitely is a smooth talker. Like, she seems to be super, super emotionally connected with this man. But, like, the red flags are flying high. I mean, I think he's probably more sexually connected to her than maybe emotional on his end anyways like all i'm getting from him is red flags during their conversation when he's like massaging her with that thing yes he's he's got balls to maybe per you know 
be a serial cheater and perhaps be cheating on Jen currently, but going on television has never stopped any of these dummies from doing anything. So would not be surprised. You're so right. They almost see it as a challenge or something. I would love to like read a case study on this because my God, it's got to be all about like ego at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so we go over to Heather, Miss Fancy Pants, and she seems pretty emotional about her, her two of her kids leaving for college, but immediately then delves into her time and how she wants to go back to L.A., which is, I googled it, L.A. to O.C. is literally a 40-minute drive. What's the big deal? <laughs> Why is she acting like an empty nester? Yes. Like. Does she not still have two entire whole ass children at home? Okay, and that is weird. I didn't realize it was so close. I figured it was like a couple hours away at least. Yeah. Like, you, you could drive. Yeah, d- d- drive there. Come on, get a, get one of your drivers. But you're right. She is acting like an empty nester. And I do kind of feel like this is where Heather bothers me because she's she does come off disingenuous sometimes like trying to be and trying to appear as such a good mom. Oh, I'm so sad. Blah, blah. Which of course, of course she's going to be emotional about it, but you're using that to jump into something about yourself. Just jump right in. Like, come on. Agreed. Okay. So Tamara and Taylor meet up for dinner. I want Tamara's ribeye steak. It looked so good. And I love that she ordered one. And of course, Taylor's like, no fries, vegetables. I'm like, oh, get out of here. Taylor fills Tamara in on the Heather Taylor movie shade that happened last episode and how, you know, an offer was extended to Heather for the role. And so we flash back to Heather deliberately leaving the script on the table. L-O-L. And like Heather wants nothing to do with this movie or production or whatever it is. Or Taylor, apparently. Like, Heather is done. Oh, my God. That flashback. The way Heather has made it blatantly clear. She has zero interest in this role. And like you said, also in Taylor. Even if she truly believed it was inappropriate for Taylor to offer her the role with, like, without production (laughs) stepping in or whatever. Even so... Wouldn't you still take the script and give it a read to see if you're actually even interested in it? Mm-hmm. Like, that just seemed so pointed and so purposeful. That's such a good point. Like, curiosity's sake. I mean, I would want to know what role you're offering me. I mean, yeah. who cares? This, like, connections are how things get done, isn't it? Yeah. In all of the world. Okay. I think... Shannon and Heather Norell are going to suffer big time on this Montana trip. They are not prepared. They are just too fancy. And I was so bummed. Emily tested positive for COVID. She says she's not sick, but she didn't sound the greatest. And is it me, though? Like, I thought she looked great because she didn't have any makeup on. Well, I'm sure she still had makeup on, but she didn't have the usual amount of eye makeup on. And she looked amazing. Like, I loved the way she looked. COVID looked great on her. <laughs> I, I'm i with you. I do think Emily looks so good with less makeup. And I yeah. think most of them do, actually. Yeah. They all go really heavy on the eye makeup, except Heather. Old button eyes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Ever since you called her button eyes... From Toy Story, right? The bear in Toy Story? No, I I can't take credit for that. I saw that somewhere on Reddit, so not my nickname. Okay. But Is it the just, bear? The bear, right? From Toy Story? No, I don't I don't think it's about it. You likened it to the bear on Toy Story. Oh my god, I did. <laughs> she just looks like she's got little black buttons for eyes, like a doll or something. Where perhaps you don't see too much emotion or something in her eyes. Old button eyes. Or whites. Or or any of the whites of her eyes. Like, they're like pieces of coal. It kind of reminds me of like the black eyed children. Which is, yeah. mm, No, don't. 
That's a creepy rabbit hole, people. Yes. Go listen to the morbid episode about black-eyed children, and it is terrifying and haunting. Yeah. But that's what Heather is, okay? She will suck the soul out of your body. Wow. You really went with that, nice. <laughs> You're running with it. I love it. Heather probably doesn't. Oh, Heather. So the ladies arrive at Alpine Falls Ranch. It does look pretty gorgeous. Uh, Gina and Jen room together in the bunkhouse, which was an interesting move. And the other girls ran away just because they're way too fancy. And they're OGs. And in their minds, they deserve the main house. Like Narelle Shannon, the way she was going about uh, trying to pick a room. Everything I thought to myself, girl, you are way too high maintenance. I could never vacation with Shannon. Like her makeup, the makeup, when she's like, I'm just trying to get my makeup done. I thought, oh, Lord, help me. Oh, my God. I agree wholeheartedly. I was actually surprised that Taylor went back to the bunkhouse. I almost Mm -hmm. wonder if she knew that she was going to need some kind of buffer zone between her and Heather. Very smart housewife move, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in true Tamara Heather fashion, a mechanical bull is on site, ready to go. I thought out of all the ladies, Gina did the best. Heather didn't even try it, did she? I don't think so. No, I don't think so, no. She sucks. But nice. Um, Gina, to me, kind of rocked it. Shannon flat out refused because the best excuse ever used in housewife history I can't ride this mechanical bull because I have a bony vagina. (laughs) Oh my God. Love it. I think I want to start using that as an excuse (laughs) for things myself. Like, no, no, I I can't go to your kid's softball game because uh, you see my vagina. It's just too bony. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So now we're getting down into the good kind of juicy part of the episode where Heather and Taylor get into it and you could kind of feel it brewing. So Taylor tells Heather that maybe Heather, you didn't want to be a part of the movie because you're basically too snotty. And Heather confirms this (laughs) without any words by denying it and saying, I am used to the protocol in the industry and I want to hear from the producer or the director. And this is something Taylor has built up in her mind, and it has nothing to do with me. Heather says she would read the script if she got it from one of the bigwigs on the film. Okay, and like, fair enough. It probably is the regular way for the whole thing to go down. Like, when you apply for a job, you see a job listing, you send in your resume, you call in, you're called in for an interview, and you discuss the expectations and the wage, any benefits or perks, like, that is normal. But you know when you don't have to go through that whole rigmarole, Sarah, is when <laughs> your friend already works there and gets you that job. If your friend has already works, like, you have an in. You kind of get to skip some steps. I'm sure Heather would have still met with the producer at some point, obviously, probably pretty early on, and things would have taken on a more official vibe that Heather's more used to. But for fuck's sake, it's a friend offering another friend a job. Like, you're in, Heather. You don't need to go through the whole applying process. Now she does because she's offended everybody. Totally, Narelle. And I thought, oh my god, Heather, you've literally made this your storyline about how you want to get back into Hollywood and then you get an opportunity and you're like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Like Steven Spielberg is directing this. Is that correct? Um, like she's, she is a snob. She's too snobby. Did she not make a comment about how when she was talking to Terry, like, I know I'm going to have to, like something about, I know I'm going to have to start small or I can't just like leap back in again. Like, yeah. Yeah. This was it. Bingo, was bitch. It. Yeah. Like, I could not believe the audacity of Heather. She really is high on herself. And she was so highly insulted that the same big wigs that she so desperately wants to hear from now, <laughs> now want a casting tape. So she belittles Taylor for getting casted, which I didn't like. 
Heather is so highly insulted the same big wigs want a casting tape. And I hated when she belittled Taylor for getting casted at all in this movie because, oh, guess what? Taylor has a friend who's associated with the film. Duh, that's how it works, Heather. Uh, You can't buy your way into everything. So I'm with Shannon when she says, like, you see both sides, which I think that's easy to do. And that Taylor is ignorant and Heather is condescending. But Heather is so defensive. I honestly have not seen her really like this for a long time. And Taylor is petty, but I would be fucking petty too. These two are just coming for each other. And I love it. Beverly Hills meet Heather Debro. Oh my God. The best. <laughs> I'm like, I'm living for Taylor's petty behavior in this scene. The pettiness is off the charts and it is exactly how you get under someone like Heather's skin. And Taylor knows it. This is the housewife drama that I live for and that I have been missing. It's not dark. It's not nasty. It's not harmful to anybody. It is petty and it is glorious. And I'm so happy to finally have a little bit of it back on our screen because there's no other franchise right now that is giving it to us. I hope it gets pettier, if I'm honest. One thing I don't get, though, is why, after all of this, Taylor still seems to want Heather to take the role. I That part is throwing me because in in my like in petty in petty's shoes in taylor's shoes if i was in taylor's shoes i would be like guess what bitch offer retracted like you are no longer gonna be a part of this even if you want to be like but she still wants her to be i don't get it that is such a good point and i thought the same thing like why are you kind of forcing this taylor like this woman has made it so clear it's like trying to date someone who's like blatantly rejecting you i would be like okay, yeah okay we're we're over like the fact tamra did get a little shady here when she's like um oh by the way like i just have to call you out taylor my friend who i brought on the show as a friend of um you weren't really like overly impressed by heather's imbd remember when we googled it at the table at the restaurant heather just schools taylor and she does make a lot of great points about like women and careers and motherhood and life and the balance of all of those things. Like I was kind of struggling who to agree with after that. I'm like, I I, I don't know what they both make valid points, but gun to my head. I'm going with team Taylor. I have to, I have to. I think I'm on that team as well. There's no way I cannot support someone like Heather who is acting so snooty so snooty get out of here with your snooty booty and your little (laughs) (laughs) your little button eyes like i can't no it's not gonna happen team taylor team taylor i'm gonna be very interested to see if heather actually ends up doing this part could you imagine (laughs) but i can i can imagine and it's wonderful i want her like i want her to do it that would just be the funniest thing to me if heather's like oh i have actually read the script over and it's quite good i'm gonna do it (laughs) oh my god as long as i can be the role of taylor yes oh my god oh i'm not a big heather fan i never really felt she brought a lot to the show but with this group of women she i like I like her vibes. I think she's quite funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when in the other seasons, I'm like, oh my god, Heather is so annoying. But it's almost laughable at how snobby she is. Because besides Shannon, like, I would put Shannon in the Heather boat. They're both very snobby. The rest of them are way more chill. There's almost, uh, I'm not going to say innocent, but thoughtless quality to heather's snootiness she really doesn't think she is snooty like you can see it the way she dressed up her little white outfit <laughs> to go to montana yes. and like you i saw it in the outfit that she chose to go on the boat in the last episode as well like 
she puts on like a poor costume almost like she's trying to relate to the common man like how would a regular person dress to go and then she just fails (laughs) so hard every single time can you imagine like this just made me laugh so hard when it popped into my head heather to walking into a walmart to go shopping oh her mind would be blown or like a target, oh, I guess, would no. be the American equivalent. She would run away. She would absolutely run away and tell everyone yeah. how horrible Walmart is. Like, none of us know. You're right. There is this weird innocence about her. I feel like she would have put on her Chanel gumboots <laughs> to go in there. <laughs> she. It's funny. It is funny. Like, some housewives, the snootiness is gross, yeah. I guess. Yeah. With Heather, so far anyways, for me as a newbie, it's more amusing. It's amusing. It's still obnoxious, but it is amusing. And I think you're right. It's that innocence. It's not, there's a lot of bragging, but it is done in a very strangely innocent way. And she's like, Because she thinks, she thinks she is a very practical person. And that's why it comes across (laughs) as amusing. And I can see why the other ladies like Heather, but I can also see why they get absolutely grade A agitated with her. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, that was a good episode. It I was. It. Yeah, I, I'm really excited for for next week. And I hope these Atlanta ladies can kind of jump into some fun. And I'm I'm very excited about OC still. Yeah. We're going to get Kim next week oh, on Atlanta. My God. I don't even know what to think. No, me either. I'm very curious. And then the week after that, we've got a whole bunch of more shows starting up. So yeah. we are going to be booked. Book solid. Yep, baby. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. You know, we have some solid followers. And we just really, really appreciate you guys. Like I still check all the time mm-hmm. to see how many listens we're getting. And I mean, we are getting people from across the globe and it is so exciting. Like South Africa, Ireland, like Norway, special shout out Norway, baby. Yeah. Like you guys have just been incredible. It is. This has just been the best experience for both of us. Seriously. And it has been so much fun and I love being able to do this with you, Sarah. Oh, it's the best. Same. And I mean, we have had some growing pains and this is like podcasting seems very easy. And we went in kind of like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be so much fun. And it is, but it's also like to make it sound good, to make it work, to make it all come together. It is a, a lot of work. And Narelle really put so much effort and love and devotion into this podcast. And I just kind of show up for the party. And I really appreciate all you do, Nar. Sarah is not giving herself enough credit. She does all the notes for the show. Bullshit. And you make some pretty banging TikToks, my friend. So <laughs> TikTok, bite, no. bite. And I agree, it is harder than I thought it was going to be. But it's a challenge. We we have always loved to challenge Neural. We definitely have. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm so looking forward to continuing to do this and continuing to get better. And yes. thank you guys so much for being on this journey with us. We love all of you. We do. But until next time, stay truthful. And not hopeless. Love you. Bye. Bye. Come again. <laughs> please, please. Please. Like, don't seriously, stop. though? Just hit that follow button. Just come again. And your friends. Bring your friends. Yeah. In. Oh, come yeah. Yeah. Them. Share. Love you. Love you. Okay. Please. Thank you. Bye. Please. <laughs>